It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Make some noise. Yo, <laughs> yo, this. Who is this guy? Is Wes McElroy on Fox Sports 910 and FoxSportsRichmond.com. Call the show at 345-0910 or email Wes at FoxSportsRichmond.com. Here he is. He is the man. Wes McElroy. Coming up, what does Bronco Mendenhall do on a bye week? You're about to find out. That and how Virginia is off to a 3-1 start. The head coach of the Wahoos going to join us in 20 minutes. Welcome in. Thanks for cranking us up on a Thursday, whether it be on Fox Sports 910 or on the iHeartRadio app. And, yes, things are just getting cranked up when it comes to the NCAA and the FBI and some schools to be named later. David Glenn of the ACC Sports Journal, who's not only a reporter and a talk show host, but has a legal background, former lawyer. He will dive into this with us at 745. About Louisville, who yesterday... I'm not surprised that Rick Pitino is out. I'm a little surprised how quick it took, but they weren't playing down there. The Board of Trustees, while they put him on, what is it, unpaid administrative leave? Tom Jurch is getting paid. Rick Pitino's not. Louisville said, yeah, three strikes, that's when you're out. Third scandal, that's when we got got to move you here. That's looking bad for him. It's looking bad for Louisville, but they're not the only ones. Miami last night receiving notice that uh, at least – uh, responding, officially putting it out there that they're under FBI investigation. This Alabama story is really interesting. I want to see where this goes, if it's a something or if it's a nothing, because you have Alabama who last night their athletic director declared that they, after everything went down in New York, the athletic department of Alabama immediately initiated an internal review of the basketball operations. In less than 24 hours, they fired one of their basketball administrators yet informed the NCAA and the SEC, hey, we accepted this guy's resignation, but hey, we, we committed no violations. There's no rules violations. There's no nothing, but we did have to fire a guy. That's basically one of those things where, okay, well, thanks for calling, um, but we're still going to send some people down to check things out because right now nobody's off limits. And how far this thing goes, how widespread this is, you had the report yesterday that a division of Nike had been subpoenaed, and I told you yesterday, watch out. Because if your school, you know, if your school doesn't wear Adidas and you think you're in a clear and you think everything's fine, Oklahoma State, USC, Auburn, and who's the other one, Paul? Who the, who's the other one I'm missing here? Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State. Out of those four schools that had assistant coaches arrested, only one school was an Adidas school. The other three were Nike schools. So it's just, uh, oh, we don't wear Adidas. We're good. We're clear. We're fine. No, 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 no. The the FBI has put everybody on notice. That this thing is just beginning. Who was it the other, the other day? I forget his name, but the guy from the FBI said, we have your playbook. And they put out a hotline and said, hey, call us. If you want to talk about this, call us. Because if we have to call you, uh-oh. We'll talk to Dave Glenn about this, what it means for Louisville, what it means for Miami, and what it means for the NCAA and moving forward. And as I try to declare this in the first hour, I, I get that some of you are 
You're not done with me, but you're done with the topics on talk radio being about protests and social agendas and now investigations. You just, you remember the good old days when you talk sports talk radio is about the games on the field. So if I can move this to the play on the court in college basketball, we're talking about Arizona, who CBS Sports declared as their number one preseason team. You've got Oklahoma State and Miami, who they both have in their top 25. Miami's probably going to be a top four in the ACC. Miami and Louisville, who play Virginia, who play Virginia Tech. This stuff is impacting the here and now because recruits are saying, nope, not going there. Nope, no, no. Now, I may have taken a gift, but I am not going there now. And they're feeling the heat as well. You got recruits, you got talent. And look, I'll also be honest in the conversation. You have some coaches out there right now that are smiling ear to ear, saying, Thank you, FBI. Glad this is happening. Glad they're finally putting the smack down on certain schools that have been doing this because as, as I have told you and others have told you, this is big news. It's not new news. This stuff has been going on, but because the NCAA doesn't have the power, because they're undermanned and overwhelmed, because they don't have subpoena power, FBI steps in. It's like, thanks, because you, you could do the job that we could not for so long. Now, should the NCAA have done more? Should they have pushed over the years? Should they have maybe gotten the FBI in sooner, helped them out? That's a debate that is open for discussion. But this is something that a lot of people have wanted to have happen for a very long time. And there are some people, as I was told last night by a certain administrator at a certain school, they said, I have slept like a baby the past two nights, which is, that's open for discussion because I have a baby and they don't sleep through the night. But you know what he was going for. I said, yeah. You know what? I got nothing to worry about. And certain people who have been trying to play this game outside the lines, not by the rules, guess what? Game has changed. Dave Glenn of the ACC Sports Journal will join us coming up at 7.45. Bronco Mendenhall on deck also this hour. At the bottom of the hour, I'm going to give away a pair of tickets to the Bank of America 500 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. We'll do that with our Throwback Thursday question, which, by the way, We've got two. One is a trivia question. One is topical. If you're waking up this morning, an icon has left us at the age of 91. Hugh Hefner has passed away. The founder and the publisher, the man who has run Playboy. So in his honor today, because Hef did love his gals, Hef did love his bunnies, we're asking the question, who was your Playboy crush? For all those gentlemen, uh, not of Paul's era, not of the millennial generation that went to the internet to find their first naked women, No, there were some of us that had to find their first Playboy, steal their first Playboy, sneak their first Playboy. So I'm asking you this morning on Twitter, at West Fox Sports 910, who was your Playboy crush? Let us know. Eric writes in, Roberto Vasquez, November 1984, and I am so glad my wife is not on Twitter. My man even knows not only the year, but he knew the month. Dave writes in, Barbie Benton, she was on Hee Haw as well. I'm telling my age right now. No, 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 you're not. Well, maybe you are, but that's okay because we kind of all have, you know, remember that girl? I was telling the story of Anna White. That was the fir- first naked woman I ever saw. Paulie's laughing over there. Seriously. It's like, that's a naked woman, man. Look at that. Anna White. Eyes popping out of your head. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, Paulie, see how far I'm off in here. Uh, Google, and if we take any heat from corporate for looking up Playboy, I'm going to say Vanna White, September 1987. Let me see how far off I am on that one. Now, my, my, my Playboy Playmate crush, the one, ooh, Jenny McCarthy. Before, what before Jenny McCarthy went all bat crap crazy, 
Jenny McCarthy, man, I saw like that was, whoo, she, she made me feel kind of funny. All right, my guess was September 1987 for Vanna White and Playboy. You're off by a few months, May 1987. <clears throat> so close, but yeah, you all remember your first. Let me know at West Fox Sports 910. Hugh Hefner passing away. Playboy officially putting out the statement last night. In the wee hours of morning, Hugh Hefner passing away at the age of 91. My tip of the cap to the man. Right now, from a tip of the cap to using thumbs, let's go through a myriad of sports topics on this Thursday morning. Let's go thumbs up, thumbs down. Let's get it on! What you got, Paulie? Well, Wes, thumbs up or thumbs down. First of all, Rick Pitino, thumbs up or thumbs down to him ever coaching again. See, this is a tricky conversation because you just had Jim Calhoun yesterday end up at a Division three school, and Jim Calhoun's in his late 60s, maybe early 70s. How old is Patino, by the way? I, I, I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound very cruel, and I'm not trying to kick a man when he's down, even though he put himself there. I've seen Rick Patino the past couple years. 65. He doesn't look like a healthy man. He looks ghostly at times. He hasn't aged well. No, he hasn't. But your skin color should not – I mean, just – it. It's almost gray-like. I think Rick's got to go to the islands, take a little downtime. 65, I've learned never to say never. There's a whole lot of crooked people at Baylor that got jobs. So to see Rick Pitino, and maybe Rick Pitino doesn't want to go out like this, to see him end up at a Division II school, but I I don't see him back at the Division I level, not with the show clothes that they'll put on him. So I want to go thumbs up, we'll coach again, but thumbs down to it being in Division I. Next. Tiger Woods said Wednesday he doesn't know when he'll play competitive golf again or if he'll ever play again at all. I don't know what I, what my future holds for me. Um, all I, I've told you guys, I'm hitting 60-yard shots. And, of course, Tiger Woods is one of the USA's captain assistants for the President's Cup. That begins Thursday. Now, Woods, who's 41, had fusion surgery on his back in April, uh, April 19th, which is his fourth procedure on his back since April of 2014. 14-time major champion and winner of 79 PGA Tour titles, has not played since he withdrew from the Dubai Desert Classic February 3rd after shooting a 73 in that opening round. Thumbs up or thumbs down on seeing Tiger Woods play competitive golf again? Right now I'm going to have to go thumbs down because I have no reason to believe. I, I, I haven't seen a guy, when you're talking about competitive golf, we're talking about making it through four days of a round of golf. We're talking about... I'm not talking about being competitive in competitive golf. I'm talking about playing competitive golf. And right now, it's just a thought that, I mean, it's every single time we hear Tiger's healthy, then he goes out and then something happens and he withdraws. And I'm leaving even the whole DUI painkiller thing out of this. I just, I can't comprehend a man being healthy enough to be a competitor again. Love to see him. And if it never happens, thanks for the memories, Tiger. But I, I just can't personally put the thought together of how Tiger goes through on multiple weekends, multiple days, and is a competitive golfer. I'm going to go thumbs down to it right now, and it's very sad. Next. Aaron Rodgers and his Packers teammates are asking fans at Lambeau Field for Thursday night's game against the Chicago Bears to join them in linking arms during the national anthem. And most Packers players linked arms on the sideline before Sunday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. A thumbs up or thumbs down on Rodgers' request to fans. I'm going to go thumbs up, but let me say this in my minute allotted time for the answer. I heard Tony Kornheiser say this last night. You can have 60,000 fans and ask them to be arm-in-arm and make a protest 
But how many out of that 60,000 know what this sign is about, what it means, or what the players want it to mean? Are they doing it because Aaron Rodgers asked them to because they're a Packers fan? And that's where I'm going to quickly end this conversation because I can't talk about the protest anymore. And I do wonder here, like to me right now, and this is kind of the example of it, the protests are losing, are, are, the message is being lost in the protest. People are so aggravated. And I've got to tell you, the inbox that I had after yesterday's show when we talked about, are you turning off the NFL because of the protest? Some people answered the question honestly. Some people, I can tell by their words, let their true feelings show. But whatever it is, people are just angry. They're focusing on the protest. They're not focusing on the message. So tonight, this is a good thought. And I like where you have the team and the fans doing something together. But how many people are linking arms out of the true meaning of the message? And how many people are doing it because, hey, my quarterback said so? Next. Well, Wes, the juice is about to be loose again. Oh, boy. There's a plan in place for O.J. Simpson to be released on parole Monday where he could leave prison in Nevada and be a free man. Thumbs up or thumbs down, ESPN gets the first exclusive sit-down with O.J. Oh, no, 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 no. That's that's thumbs down. No, ESPN's not getting This is network. This is going to be a network scrum. ABC, NBC, CBS, they're, they're all going to want a piece of this. No, ESPN's not. They're not getting this on cable. They want this on network TV. Let me take my guess. Do we want to do guesses who gets the first exclusive network? Yeah. I would have to go. I think the favorite right now is is it Megan Kelly? Who's yeah, hosting the show on Sunday night. She does the mm-hmm. now Today Show after the Today Show. She seems to be the 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 journalist of the moment, the 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 big deal right now. I want to go with Megan Kelly. OJ out on Monday, huh? Mm, boy, can't wait to see. I what, what Tuesday morning? You think you'll start looking for the real killer? Next, yeah. Justin Timberlake has finalized a deal to be the halftime performer at this season's Super Bowl, according to U.S. Weekly. The 36-year-old will be making a return appearance at the Super Bowl, which will be held February 4th at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Uh, Thumbs up or thumbs down on JT as the halftime entertainment for the Super Bowl. This is a rare, rare moment, but this happens every once in a while. I am giving two thumbs up. I heard he absolutely tore it up in Charlottesville on Sunday night at the uh, concert put on by Dave Matthews. This dude is an incredible entertainer. And you you may not like him. You may throw the jab out there. Oh, he was part of a boy band. He, he is right now, in my opinion, the greatest entertainer of our generation. Of this generation right now, this decade, dude, he's amazing. He, he is one talented dude. And he seems like the kind of guy that will make women go, oh. And a dude would be like, oh, easily. I want, to, I want to drink beer and play golf with that guy. You ever see that, that golf thing he did with Tony Romo and Steph Curry? Yes. He knows how to have a good time. Hanging with Timberlake seems like a real good time. Yes, I think he will absolutely tear up the Super Bowl. I think, you, man, to go from Lady Gaga to Justin Timberlake, yeah. That, that one, that's where you just say, you know what? How much do you want, JT? Here. Here you go. Straight cash, homie. You got it. Whatever it takes. Seven fifteen. That's thumbs up, thumbs down. If you want to use a different thumb. You want to go up or down? You want to disagree, agree? Feel free at West Fox Sports 910-345-0910. Bronco Mendenhall, the head coach of Virginia, next on Fox Sports 910. 
Coming up, David Glenn of the ACC Sports Journal will join us in the latest, the fallout of this FBI investigation on college basketball. We'll also get into Virginia Tech and Clemson coming up. We'll do that in about 25 minutes. Virginia, they're off this week. they got to buy. And that means they're going to head into the month of October 3-1, and one, and that has not happened in over a decade. The head coach of the Wahoos, Bronco Mendenhall, joining us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. And, Coach, I, I was wondering – I know there's recruiting items to take care of, but what are you like on a Saturday of a bye week? Are you home on the couch watching college football? Or are you out with the horses, riding the Harley? What, what's Saturday? What are the plans for Saturday for you? Saturday, uh, there, there'll be a full day of football uh, first. Uh, not a full day, but uh, practice, meetings, um, strength training and conditioning, and then the review of the film. And once all that's over, uh, then, we'll be able to be, then I'll be able to go home and uh, – yeah, I plan on riding horses, but with owning horses and riding horses comes the work that means that comes with taking care of them. And so I have a round pen to paint, an entryway to paint. I have grass to mow. I have a field to bush hog. Um, I have a a road to grade. And so yeah, there's it's just different kinds of work. So for those wondering what Bronco Mendenhall does in a bye week, there you go, folks. You guys are three and one. You are coming off a road win, prime time last Friday night. The first half you were good. The second half you dominated. There, there were the reports that you were all fired up at halftime. I, I, did you get the sense that this could not just be a win, but something bigger? Maybe what people have been looking for is a program-changing moment. Uh, I, I think it's too early to say that. And, and being fired up, I, I did lose my composure. Man, that doesn't happen very often, and so I can't say I'm proud of it. I just, we gave up a score right before the half, and I thought we were playing beneath our ability level, which is what made me mad. And so I, I wasn't... Uh, emotional or fired up because of maybe the impact that this win could have. I, I was actually fired up because I didn't think we were playing as well, at least in the one situation before a half that we could. And so, yeah, I basically let our team have it. And um, I guess in a unique way, they responded. The impact of that game and where it fits in our program, I don't think we'll know that for quite some time. Again, we're just working to improve every week. And I think we have um, for the first four weeks. And so, the bye week that's key that we just can continue that trend. But Coach, what about the response at halftime? And I'm sorry, I didn't phrase my question probably properly. It wasn't about what was said. About I'm actually more interested in the reaction that you got out of your team. Is it something that you have not yet seen since you took over this program? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, at halftime, what I saw is, um, man, I, I saw a, uh, an aggression and an urgency and we, we couldn't hardly keep them in the locker room. I mean, it was the, the loudest I've ever heard a team in the locker room and with any team I've been with. And they were just, um, man, it, it was almost a frenzy to try. I mean, we, we literally could hardly keep them back in. I mean, they just, they were ready to go back out and play. And they had a mindset of not only were they going to win, but they were going to do it in a convincing fashion and they were anxious to do that, um, like like they had already decided the outcome, and that that's a neat a neat thing in terms of confidence. 
He's Bronco Mendenhall, the head coach of the Virginia Cavaliers. What changed that you could run the ball between Indiana and UConn? What changed that you could actually have a ground game to accompany Kurt Benkert's passing game? Well, I think there's a number of things. Uh, Indiana, uh, again, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do this year. I, I think they're a good team, and I like their defense. I like their scheme, and so I just – I think they had a good front and a good scheme, and, and we were still and still are developing our run game. UConn's front um, wasn't as strong as Indiana's, but I did think Boise was pretty strong up front. And so to me, the more significant game is what happened, or maybe the more significant question is what happened from UConn to Boise. That, that's really where, where it got my attention, uh, that we were able to run the ball more effectively. And so uh, we know we have to do that to be able to throw the ball downfield. I think those two things are interrelated. So we put a lot of time in on, in on it and are still continuing to. But if that continues where we can have our run game and our window throws horizontally as well as when the safeties integrate to throw the ball over the top, then our point production can, can help us have a successful year. Coach, what's the message? I know you've been talking about for the past year and a half about dealing with failure, dealing with building up a program. I'm, I'm now interested, what was the message Friday night as these guys are starting to taste a little bit of success? Well, they, they actually said it. Um, and when I first was hired, it might have been the first week or first two weeks, I said at some point for this program, um, there'll be a, a story that'll say Virginia wins again. Um, then the next story will be Virginia wins again, like with a question mark. And then there'll be another question mark if Virginia wins again. And then there'll be kind of disbelief if that happened again. <laughs> and and the team was basically saying uh, Virginia wins again. Um, but they said it in a tone that it was to be expected. And so I didn't really say anything other than frame this week's uh, work um, and, and let them know if they do want another one um, they're in control of that, uh, not so much me, and by how much they, they want it and how much they work for it. Well, I believe in accountability. I was one of those guys who said Virginia wins again, question mark, but you guys yep. put the exclamation point behind it. Bronco Mendenhall is with us. Coach, I, I think you're a fitting person to ask this question, sure. and, and nothing in a political way, but we spent this week talking about the NFL and uh, protest and displays of unity. You watched yeah. your team after the riots in Charlottesville in August. As you look back on that month, what happened in the city, what happened with your team. What did you learn about your team, and what do you think the guys learned about themselves? Mm, I think that's a really good question. That, that's a whole show's worth of information. Um, I learned that I have leaders on my team that are more capable than I'd given them credit for. I learned that I have deep thinkers on this team that are educated and, and um, well aware of, of social issues. I have uh, players on this team that recognize the platform of sport and how powerful that can be, for good or not. Um, and, and my message simply with all that to them was is contemplation before action. And, and they took that message and then framed it and then decided how they wanted to act, and then I supported that. And so I think what I learned is I can partner with the leaders of this team in a way um, that is pretty profound. And when decisions are coming um, from players, not only coaches, uh, there's a different level of ownership and involvement. And I think in that regard, um, hearts and minds can be captured and, and teams can play with a different identity. To bring it back to the football field before I let you go, one guy who was at the vocal forefront about unity was Micah Kaiser right. o- on the field. He, he was an All-American talent coming into this season. How would you describe how he's playing right now? He's just in- increased his stock. We had a, a player personnel director, 
um, from, a, from a very prominent NFL team that was just here. And it wasn't a, just an area scout or a regional scout. It was the director of player personnel. And this was just recently, and he said that, in his opinion, he's the best linebacker in college football um, based on what he's seen this year. He knew from before, but um, so, you know, I, I'm just passing on now what others are saying. Um, you, you, I'm sure you know I like him, but that's that's how he's being viewed um, from at least the people that are coming to see him. Yeah, well, right now the game is so set up to be offensive, but, man, he is so fun to watch on the defensive side of the yeah. ball. Coach, look, uh, enjoy the bye week, enjoy the football, enjoy the horses. Hope you get all your, your chores done, and I <laughs> uh, hope you get a little bit of a break, and we'll see you in Charlottesville Saturday, October 7th, when Duke comes rolling into town. Right on. Thanks a lot. We'll see you. Thank you for the time, sir. Bronco Mendenhall joining us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, Fox Sports 910. This is the call of the night. Swing and a high drive. Deep right center. There she goes. Caught. What a catch. And it may be the catch of the season. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk. But there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. On Fox Sports 910. Oh, the phone, everybody. Here's the pitch. Fly ball to deep center field. Back goes Martin. At the wall. He's there. He's got it. And the Cubs win the Central Division. The Cubs come out of the third base dugout. They start to celebrate on the mound and near the mound. All 25 guys jumping up and down. The Cubs have defended their world title with their second consecutive Central Division title. Not as dominant as last year, but sometimes all you got to do is get in. 89th win of the year. Cubbies are in, defeat the Cardinals last night. And as my man Gary has said there in the update, that sets up things for next week. Cubs and Nationals in the Divisional Series. Dodgers have already claimed home field advantage throughout the National League. So the Cubbies and the Nationals. And, Paul, have we confirmed that it is going to start next Friday? Yes. Yep, Friday, October 6th. Don't have a time yet, do we? No. They'll probably wait. TBD. Until we get to the wild card rounds next week. So, yeah, next Friday night. And this will start in Washington because of the better record. But, yes, Nationals, if they're going to do this, if they're going to advance in the postseason, and the window is there, and many believe it is closing because of contracts and because of age, this is the year to do it. But they got to get past the defending World Series champs to do so. So that is set. The only thing left up for grabs, because last night, congratulations to the Minnesota Twins, pulling a total 180. First team in Major League Baseball to lose 100-plus games one season and make the postseason the next. They get in last night. Angels lose. Twins lost, but the Angels lost. So the Twins are in as a wild-card team. So the only things left up for grabs are the final National League wild-card spot, which will either be Colorado or Milwaukee. And then you have in the American League, you have the American League East, which is left to be decided, either the Red Sox or the Yankees. And then who gets home field advantage in the American League? Will it be the Astros, or will it be the Indians? And next Tuesday, I want to say, is the first wildcard game, which is the American League. So that's kind of the setup in baseball. you got four days left, a couple other spots to fill, but for the most part, Nationals, Cubs, and the Dodgers awaiting the wildcard winner. But we'll give the Cubbies last night the call of the night. Brought to you by Call Federal, passionately local banking. All right, I want to do a quick segment here so we can go longer with Dave Glenn. I want to get to Louisville. I want to get to the game on Saturday night, Virginia Tech and Clemson. Dave Glenn of the ACC Sports Journal. But first, it's time for a little Throwback Thursday trivia. 
I got a pair of tickets to the Bank of America 500 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. This is for next weekend. If you want to go, I got a pair of tickets. On this day in 1991, Michael Jordan was a guest on Saturday Night Live. Paulie, you weren't even born yet. It is one of the... If you want to YouTube something for about an hour, Jordan was fantastic on SNL that night. I still remember that episode. Michael that night appeared on a sports segment in a sports bar with Chris Farley, George Went, I think Mike Myers, and I forget who the other one was, but they called themselves the Superfans. But there was a name in front of the Superfans. Something Superfans. Be the first caller with the answer, 345-0910, and you will get the tickets to go see the Bank of America 500 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Blank Superfans. It was a skit on SNL. Michael Jordan was involved. What was the name of that skit? 345-0910. Back with David Glenn of the ACC Sports Journal. Congratulations to William Church of Henrico. He got himself paired tickets to the Bank of America 500 in Charlotte because he knew throwback. Throwback Thursday, this day in 1991, Michael Jordan appeared on Saturday Night Live as the host was hysterical and appeared in a segment with George Went, Mike Myers, Chris Farley, and I forget who the other one was. But the segment was Bill Schwartzky's Superfans. Ah, Bears! And I think Chris Farley, sadly enough, faked like three heart attacks in the skit. It, it is... Paulie, have you ever seen that with Jordan? And no, I've not seen this. You, you, not only you YouTube it, just for people who remember how funny it was, put it up, foxsportsrichmond.com. It is, that's a classic. That's an SNL classic right there. When they do, when SNL finally shuts it down and they do the 100 greatest skits of all time, that's got to be included. William Church going to the Bank of America 500 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Okay, things that are not so funny. Dave Glenn of the ACC Sports Journal, he's always funny. He's good people. But the situation at Louisville, the situation in the NCAA, the situation around college basketball, we welcome in from the ACC Sports Journal and the David Glenn radio program. DG, let's start here right off the top. What was your reaction to the swift reaction by Louisville with Rick Pitino? Not surprising. Mainly because, remember, what happened here, Wes, is that the same university and the same program basketball under the same head coach, Rick Pitino, still has not finished its escort scandal. That case is still on appeal with all of its ugly details and with Rick Pitino having told the NCAA, hey, I delegated supervision of all those recruiting visits to my assistant coaches and the assistants telling the NCAA, uh, no, none of us had that delegated responsibility. So that just reeks of ridiculous and embarrassing and something went horribly wrong, obviously. And now this two-year FBI investigation found Louisville channeling money through Adidas to buy a prospect. So, so while, while you were under the microscope for wrongdoing, you were cheating in a sense at even a higher level. And even if Rick Pitino did not know personally, it starts to get to the point where it's almost willful ignorance if all of these things are being done by members of your own staff that's why I think just the accumulation of things meant that really one of the greatest basketball coaches ever just had to go. Dave, this isn't done at Louisville because you mentioned the basically running a strip club out of the dorm rooms. So they have that. They, they get rid of Patino. They get rid of the AD, and they'll eventually be gone. But, I mean, how much damage are we talking here to one of the schools? And I know Virginia Virginia Tech fans are paying attention to this. 
But I mean, what what kind of damage are you thinking? Potential death penalty at Louisville. I think death penalty is unlikely. It is possible, but it's unlikely. What happened in the SMU case, the last time it was used in a high-profile sport in a, in a high-profile university football with the Mustangs, the wrongdoing not only was over the top, it went all the way up the ladder. In other words, it wasn't just not knowing that bad things were happening. There was a coach, an athletic director, a university president in the SMU case. The board of trustees was actually contributing on purpose to the wrongdoing, even after the NCAA had asked SMU to stop certain things. That is a level that I don't even think this Louisville case reaches. There's TV money and other just kind of cynical reasons. They haven't used the death penalty in some really egregious cases since the 1980s, at least in those sports again. So I think it's unlikely, but never say never, because the NCAA does have a policy where when you're flagrantly violating rules, while you're on probation, right after another scandal, or essentially at the same time in this case, that will bring out the angrier part of the NCAA, and that's why pretty much anything is on the table. I just don't think it'll end up being the death penalty unless more evidence comes out about higher-ups participating in the wrongdoing. Okay, you had last night the president of the University of Miami acknowledged that the men's basketball program, they are now subject to an ongoing FBI investigation. We've had multiple schools. Are this, is this where the eyes turn towards next down in Miami? For sure. We already have a statement from Jim Laranega who says he didn't know about anything. But as with the Patino case, a member of his staff was working with a shoe company to channel six figures worth of money to the family of a recruit. In Louisville's case, the guy actually signed at Louisville, and he's there as a freshman right now. In Miami's case, they were trying to buy the family of a member who's a recruiting person who's still in his high school senior year right now. So there's no uh, allegation that somebody signed at a school and then played in games and it was ineligible and you'll have to vacate all those victories and championships, et cetera. But it's still pretty egregious. Buying recruits is is, a... you know, an eight or nine on the NCAA's 10-point scale. And, and as I'm sure you guys have discussed, you know, this is a federal issue. We, we have two different chains to follow here. One is what NCAA penalties come for Louisville, Miami, and anybody else who gets pulled into it. But this is the FBI. We're talking handcuffs, wiretaps, surveillance video, threat of prison. And what will be interesting here is to see how much those accused talk to the FBI. Because the more they talk, the more likely it is that head coaches become involved, that other schools become involved, and that it, what is right now a scandal involving you know a dozen schools or fewer could become a, a scandal that involved dozens of schools, and that would make it one of the biggest scandals in the history of the NCAA. Yeah, DG, I said earlier, I'm, this is a storm that is swirling, and I don't believe it's made landfall yet. Dave Glenn of the ACC Sports Journal, I got about a minute left. There is football this weekend, and a big one in Blacksburg. <laughs> Clemson and Virginia Tech, you have seen both teams. How does Virginia Tech make this a game, maybe make this an upset? I think they have to win the turnover battle, and they have to ask those great fans at Lane Stadium to create an environment that is even more disruptive than the one that Kelly Bryant, first-year starting quarterback at Clemson, uh, just went into at Louisville and torched. He He wasn't intimidated by the noise. He wasn't bothered much by the Louisville defense. 
Virginia Tech's defense is way better than Louisville's. I think the crowd at Lane is way better than Louisville's. Kelly Bryant's been good so far. He hasn't been a great passer. But I think that Bud Foster defense has to not only play well, which they've been doing, they have to create turnovers. And if you do that, create short fields for your offense against that great Clemson defense, that's at least the script that gives you a road to victory. Informed, educated, and always on point. Dave Glenn, David Glenn, radio program down in Carolina. If you're making your way through, go check it out and check him out in the ACC Sports Journal. Thank you, DG. Great to be with you, Wes. Take care, bud. You too, my man. All guests brought to you on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. I'll throw another one in there. Not that there was a large amount of takeaways from the Old Dominion game, but they, um, they corralled that young quarterback at Old Dominion. They got to bring down they got to bring down Clemson's quarterback on Saturday night because he can get away. He is elusive. And DJ's right. Now, it reminds me more of when they had Deshaun Watson in his junior year. They were doing called runs. Watson stayed in the pocket more last year. This kid can take off, Kelly Bryant, and uh, he can make him pay. Going to be real interested on Saturday night. Would you like to go? Would you like to win tickets? Tonight, Cigar Realm, 11,000 three-chop and Cox, Cigar Realm. I'll be there from 5 to 7. Sign up to win. We're giving the tickets away tonight from Fox Sports 910. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.